Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 849 of Fluorescent Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Happy Thursday to you and yours. I'm joined today by, I say just, David Bray, but this is not a just situation. I am joined by David Bray. That's what's in. That's what's in. David is big on watching fan-created musical anthems. There's currently a Padre song he's a big fan of. Mm -hmm. Um... It's got to be one of the worst songs that there are, <laughs> but he really likes it. I can't stop watching it. It gets him going. I mean, but th- then again with David, this is this is a guy who's the, – the number one anthem in his home currently is the uh, Vanilla Ice rendition of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles song. And he knows all the words. His four-year-old son knows all the words. That's right. That's our ritual. When I when I drop him off at pre- in preschool in the morning, it's listening to Ninja Rap on the way. <laughs> not going to not – has, has he actually seen the uh, the Ninja Turtles movie? He I, I don't know if he's seen the whole thing, but he's seen that scene for sure. Okay, yeah. well that's I, that's pretty much the most important part. Yeah, honestly, that that I'm not sure we've seen a sensation like the Ninja Turtles since. No, that that took over youth in America. It did, and and what we really the most united this country maybe has ever been <laughs> was that the Ninja Turtles are cool. But that was that was back when musical artists. Mm-hmm. were willing to create songs and music videos entirely for the purpose of a movie, but then release them as if they were not created for the purpose of the movie. Yeah. Well, Vanilla Ice, not a guy with a ton of options. After Ice Ice Baby and Ninja Rap, where are we? Well, I don't know. Flipping houses? Is, it, is that what he does now? <laughs> That's what he's been doing. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. He's flipping houses. He could have been an NFL photographer like Randy Johnson, I guess. I don't know. Keith Gothard definitely knows every word of the song. He's Posting them all in the Facebook chat. <laughs> so you're not alone. Uh, obviously, I remember it. He's going to rock the mic without being seen. Without being seen. He's only seen uh, Keith Gothard. He's very fired up for uh, Little Rock wrestle-offs, which are tomorrow. Uh, this is a reminder. Ohio State wrestle-offs, October 29th. I'm, look, I'm, I'm curious how they structure those because are they going to just – is it – are they wrestle-offs, or is it just, like, kind of a match day inter-squad where, like, everyone gets a match? Like, is Nick Feldman going to get a match against 
Orndorff? Will we see Mendez, Buzakas, Gonzalez? Will we see those guys? Geog. Everyone wants to watch this dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah, where's Geog right now? At 20, it's, he's going to go 184. How close is he? That's a that's a good question. Uh, I, I would think they're going to give those guys matches historically. Well, they haven't had a class like this to, to think about. In but, some time. Um, historically, they they have right. They've given their they've given their their incoming freshmen a high powered match and let them see where they stand. Yeah, so would would be looking forward to that. That next Saturday. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's available to live stream. I'll try to find find that out. But we got a lot of stuff going on. A lot to get to. Um, I don't know if there's much Super Thirty Two cleanup. We talked about the college that won Super Thirty Two. Um, rankings fall out. Any other rankings fall out? Any great emails? Oh, man. Uh, so many good emails. Uh, honestly, most people are helpful. Some people are helpful. Hey, by the way, this guy just committed. You didn't know that. That kind of, you know, little stuff like that. Very helpful. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, you, you, you'll get the, the worst rankings emails right now are the ones that ref, refer to a credential that happened like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, how can this guy be 19th? You know, my kid beat him a year ago. It's like, well, that guy just had these ranked wins. Well, he won Super 32. He won Super 32. (laughs) Um, So, you know, those type of things. But no, nothing too audacious. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the the really crazy ones were like a year, year or two ago. um, Oh, cool. Yeah. Dang. Nothing too crazy. Okay. So we've got U23 stuff going on. We've got two more in the semis, Felicity Taylor and Amita Lore. We've got Diamond Guilford going for gold. She won her semi yesterday. We have... Three going for bronze, Alicia Houck, Lexi Basham, and Sienna Ramirez. So good luck to those ladies. And men's freestyle getting started tomorrow. Uh, and we've got we've got a squad, David. Yeah, we do. We have a an, a little bit of a mix of a squad that like you would expect and and one that you wouldn't. Um, going tomorrow, starting Friday, we've got Vito at 57 kilos. That's a guy you'd expect to be on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, medals at the age level. Cole Matthews at 65 kilos. I mean, NCAA credential-wise, no surprise. He's good enough to be on this team. But this will be his first world-level experience. So I'm curious to see how he stacks up. Uh, Yaya Thomas at 70 kilos. He's wrestled on this type of stage in the past. No surprise there. Uh, 79 kilos, Carter Starachi. Hasn't been on a team, age-level team before, but... You know, in his mind, he's already won this tournament. He's already won this tournament. He's a, he's actually just thinking about defending it next year. Yeah, two time two time NCAA champ. Obviously, Carter Stracci, everybody knows. And then Tanner Sloan, South Dakota State. He's been on teams before uh, at ninety seven. So those five all get going on Friday, and then Saturday, Aaron Nagal, who that's a surprise, right? That's a guy that that yeah. uh, if you're not paying attention, you may not may not be aware. But you he's know, a minute, guy from Minnesota, Minnesota. thirty three. He yeah, I think. Probably Southern Scuffle last year is when a lot of people started paying attention to yep. Nagal. And then Junior World Champ, NCAA Champ David Carr at 74 kilos goes Saturday. Uh, 86 kilo Trent Heidley, he's age-level world medalist in the past. He's uh, no surprise there. And then 92 kilos Jacob Cardenas of Cornell and 125 kilos Tony Cassiope. Big tone. So, slim tone. Slim tone. Uh, but he is trying to defend. He's back-to-back. Yeah, and he steamrolled this time last year. Was that the event where you know we knew Cassiopeia had, had kind of jumped levels? It seems like last year there his performance here gave a lot of people encouragement that maybe he was ready to to demonstrate that jump on the NCAA stage too. Well, I think you saw kind of the new physique in action, mm-hmm. uh, and you're like, okay, he he looks awesome. 
Yeah, it, it was definitely eye-opening. He, he'd been pretty good the year before, though, too. Um, so, yeah, he's going to be a favorite here. I now know Russia in the mix or Belarus. Belarus so. Yeah, some interesting developments. The draws are out. I don't think we have complete brackets created yet, but uh, 79 kilos, Carter Starachi opposite Iran, which would hopefully set up a final, but Iran drew Israel first round. No. So we're probably not going to get that match. Um, uh, so that's stupid yeah, governments. Disappointing. But uh, Starachi, I think, in a really good spot. You would imagine he's, despite not having been at this tournament before, probably the favorite. Yeah. Man, that's such a crazy thing. Um, <laughs> like, there's just. What if Israel, like, they don't enter every way to everything? What if they had, like, a super legitimate, like, wrestling program? Like, it could literally end. Iranian wrestling when like not literally end it but it could totally um debilitate it yeah I mean the right now their their program primarily consists of two fine silver brothers but that I think will eventually be three or four fine silver brothers like <laughs> yeah. so they're gonna be you know that that's gonna be a much more complete team and and who else from the U.S. could represent Israel I mean I, I'm sure there are other people that's that's probably how that team gets formed if it does, um, and yeah, you're right. I mean, that could definitely. And, and let's be honest, like these these are generally like first round matchups. Like they've wreaked a lot of havoc. Just like it's just like d- destroyed the the bracket a, a couple times already. Imagine if they were like going deeper in tournaments, like Iranian Iranians are. It mm-hmm. would be like, holy cow. I mean, one thing you tend to see with with American wrestlers that wrestle for other countries is. Give them a few years, and yeah. they're going to start winning matches on on the senior level. Like that, you know, th- like where they start is not where they're going to end up. Like think about like Dave Habit when he started, he just kind of jumped in the world championships mm-hmm. for Slovakia and didn't do Slovenia. much. Slovenia, Slovenia, Slovenia. Uh, but then as the years went on, like he became a real threat. Like almost qualified for the Olympics. Yeah. Like and so I would think the you know these fine silver brothers and anybody else who ends up on a team is going to. They're not just going to get eliminated first round. Pretty soon, they're winning one, two, three matches, and that just poses more of a threat. That that was a lot like your story with Argentina. You started competing for them, and then that's right. You t- it took off. That At jacket. first, I was just I was just there for the warm up jacket. <laughs> but now, but now it's now I'm winning matches. <laughs> yeah, a couple couple Pan Am finals, and there you go. Me and Destrobats. Yeah, let's go. Okay, so that's you twenty threes. This uh, morning, you can watch Felicity and Amit and cheer them on. They look to make the world finals. Feeling pretty good about Amit's chances. Yeah, I am feeling. I'm feeling very good about Amit's chances. She, man, she's such a beast. She's already got the senior level world title this year, the junior level world title this year. Yeah, she's trying to complete the sandwich. The sandwich is that what we're calling it? I think so. You got okay. You got the junior, senior, and then right in between. Okay, twenty three. This, this is the sandwich. Okay, got it. Um, but hey, speaking of wrestlers who you know who. Kind of have been at multiple worlds. Speaking of sandwiches. Speaking of sandwiches. Uh, not speaking of sandwiches. Diamond Guilford, it's good to see her in the gold medal match at this event because yep. senior world, she demonstrated like she's she's there. She can have success. But then, all right, let's let's take it down a notch and where does she fit in? And she's in the gold medal match. So I think that's impressive from her. Um, yeah. Same with, you know, Sienna Ramirez who made it to final X. It's like, all right, good. She's going to compete for a medal. So those are some good signs for the – for the pipeline. Yeah, great for great for the USA wrestling depth. 
Uh, so we wanted to, well, we could do a lot of different things. Our, our producer, Tyler, just wants us to talk about Fat Bear Week. I don't know if we'll get to it, Tyler, but it's on the radar. If you can have some compelling art ready to show our, our fans, yeah. maybe we can uh, maybe we can get into Fat Bears. But we, we got a... A lot of positive feedback about about the bear conversation People, yesterday. Werner he, Herzog called us. Werner Herzog called us. You probably didn't know that. If you don't know who that is, he's the uh, he's a film director. He directed the Grizzly Man, and um, we're we, we're working with the FBI to confirm that this is his voice. But we've already basically confirmed it's his voice. It sounded just like him. It sounded just like him. Yeah. So uh, who knows? Maybe we get to bear Fat Bear Week. No notes. Um, <laughs> So what we wanted to do is with the season so freaking close, um, it's crazy that it's already here. Um, but I feel like just years and seasons just go so fast in wrestling now. Mm-hmm. There's always something happening, by and large. And so we want to just kind of look at November, talk about some of the bigger matches that are going to happen. There's going to be a, a ton uh, just between the opens and some really, really exciting duels and yeah, not every duel is like a, an Iowa versus Penn State, but you get some really interesting matchups in a lot of these duel meets. Um, probably the first big, big duel in that first week, the, the marquee is going to be Iowa State-Wisconsin, where the marquee match will be 165, Hamity versus David Carr. Two guys you'll be able to see in the All-Star November 22nd, not against each other, of course. Carr wrestling Quincy Monday, Hamity wrestling Keegan O'Toole. Two great matches there. But uh, beyond that, there's some other interesting matches in that duel. You'll have, like, um, Tarakina versus Barnett. Um, at 33, we'll see Taylor Lamont maybe for the first time. 97, Braxton Amos versus Younger Bastida. So pretty interesting duel. Anything stick out to you there about with that duel meet? Well, I mean, the other, the other part of it is, like, there's this – there's this kind of legacy rivalry between the coaching staffs too, right? True. Like Iowa State alum, Chris Bono, John Reeder. I, I wonder if that's part of why they're trying to make this event happen. Um, but yeah, I mean those those matchups all are are really interesting. And we think about the All Star Classic. Th- there are two matches at 165, which you mentioned, and and both matches make so much sense for that event because mm-hmm. o- O'Toole and Hamity. That's the that's the perfect matchup of these. Longer guys who know how to scramble, who can pin, who can put people on their backs, and then Car Monday. There's this family tradition. There's this kind of rivalry dating back a generation. So those matches are great. But but when you when you mix those guys up, Car Hamity, it's this complete clash of styles. Yeah. Like it's it's a you know what wins like the power and and quickness of Car or this attack rate, attack rate, high pace and and scrambling ability of Hamity. Yeah, what makes me think it, it may not necessarily be a blowout for Carr is like I think Hamity's got real. He's not just a volume shooter who just like dives in. His his attacks are really quick, really precise, and he may be tough to reattack. But David Carr is so good there that he could just sort of transcend Hamity's ability there. I'm excited for the match. I'm also super excited, almost equally so, because these these freshmen are just. This, these first couple months are the most interesting things. And Casey Swarderski versus Joey Zargo, who was coming on at the end of last year. Yeah. Now we get to see that true freshman uh, Swarderski take on someone who's very solid in, in Joey Zargo. And it's a great early litmus test for where Swarderski is going to be. That's it's a great point. Like, I think a lot of people are already pointing to 
the early December match between Real Woods and Casey Spiderski because yeah. Iowa State fans want to they want him they want him to be that good, right? But mm-hmm. this is the type of step he has to take first. Like this is a this is the first test and it's a good one. Um I who do you take in that match? Spiderski. I do too. Yeah. Um I, I and I don't want to overstate the season that that Zargo had. He what he did improve by the end of the year. Um, but losses at Big Tens to uh, Frankie Talshahar, um, you know. But he did, during that kind of closing stretch, he beat Dylan Duncan, he beat Kale Happel, uh, he beat Duncan again, lost to Talshahar, lost to Nick Lee, Cole Matthews were really good, and then uh, Andrew Alirez. So his two losses at NCAs were Cole Matthews, who's ranked number one, and Andrew Alirez, who may be one of the most accomplished guys to not place at this point. Yeah. So... Um, a lot of reasons. He's going to wrestle really hard. You know that with Zargo. And so, you know, Swiderski's going to bring it. So I'm excited for that. But I do favor um, I do favor Swiderski. Maybe I'm buying into hype a little too much, but I don't think so. I think he's just that guy. One of the things I'm curious about uh, in this duel, and not, not, not picking anything crazy to happen, but uh, Paniro Johnson was in the junior trials finals, and he'll have a chance at Austin Gomez. I don't expect Johnson to – to win that match, but how how far away is he from a guy like Gomez? Can he get a takedown? Like, is he what's you know what's that look like? I think Panero is another guy that Iowa State is expecting to progress, and yeah. first crack at somebody like Gomez will be will be interesting and a data point. Also, the familiarity with Gomez from the Iowa State staff like does that matter? Probably not because Gomez is you, you know what's coming with him. You know mm-hmm. he's wide open. You know his single legs and his upper body stuff. But um, someone that wrestles as wide open as Gomez doesn't mind giving up a score here and there. So maybe Panero could have a moment there. But ultimately, Gomez. Man, I just went back, uh, I forget which day, Monday or Tuesday, and rewatched the Andonian Gomez series from oh NCAA. Gosh. Man, I don't know which match was better. Honestly, yeah. they were both so good, both so full of um, awesome moments. Yeah, so often you see that guys hit twice in NCAAs, and the second one is like, Really close, like tight. They kind of shut it down, but <laughs> those guys just let it go. Man, uh, Gomez put Andonian down hard twice in ways where I'm like, I was like fearful for the head safety of Bryce Andonian. Yeah. He body locked him and put him down so hard. Like Bryce's feet were in the air, like above him, and his head just dropped. And then Gomez had a mat return that was so freaking vicious. Um, I, I remember when we were trying to find a trying to find a photo – to use for like the thumbnail for the for the highlight from that match, and it was hard to find a photo that didn't make it look like Andonian just got like worked. I know because he was just getting picked, but he's just he's so wild. He's so but he he won so many exchanges. He was doing great with reattacks and counters, and of course he can throw as well. Um, yeah, that was great series there. Austin Gomez was was on the Bader mm-hmm. show a couple weeks ago, or maybe last week. He, he man, he's so interesting to listen to, and he talked about um, just I don't know some of the. Some of his approaches to those matches was really fascinating. Uh, maybe maybe my favorite thing was he talked about Big Ten semis, his preparation for Ridge Lovett, and mm-hmm. he said he he said he was in the hotel lobby with his dad for the match, and he's like they're just sitting there, and he's like, I'm gonna go double unders and I'm gonna pin him. Like he just told his dad before the match, and then if you remember, like that's what he did. Twenty seconds into the match, but that guy can go, yeah, he can end it any point in time. Um, no doubt. Okay, so then in that opening week, you've got a, a host of tournaments 
the the number one one is probably the Michigan State Open. Of course, the Southeast Open is always tough as well. But Michigan State's going to have Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan, Illinois, Michigan State, Utah Valley, Oklahoma, Ohio, uh, and a couple other teams. So very competitive tournament. Uh, a lot of eyes going to be on Ohio State. Yeah. Don't think we'll see. We're not going to see the full Wisconsin lineup. Uh, probably just send a couple guys there. So don't think you're going to get, you know, Sasso Gomez there. I think, but we will see it November twenty second. Yeah, um, I mean, speaking of Wisconsin at that event, I I believe we're going to see James Rowley at one seventy four. That would be exciting. And James Rowley, if he does go at one seventy four, Michigan State Open, he'll have he'll have some really solid guys in there, but. In particular, number six, Ethan Smith, number seven, Demetrius Romero, could both be in action if Ohio State and Utah Valley send full squads. Demetrius Romero. We're sure? I mean, we're not I mean, sh- November? You can never be so sure. But if they send their full teams. He is on the team, and that is the way he wrestles. Yeah. So the, this much we know. Could see him. Uh, but they're also good tests for, for Rowley and, like, Edmund Ruth, DJ Shannon. Yeah. Solid guys. So I think we're going to get a really good – Look at at rally there. He, you know, there there had been a question: Will he start this year for Wisconsin? This is probably an event that helps to helps the coaching staff determine how ready he is. Yes, it will have to count as one of his events, of course. Which makes me think because the Michigan State is is one of the opens that has a freshman sophomore division, or maybe mm-hmm. it's just a freshman division and an open division. Where do you know? Uzakis and Mendez and Rowley and the true freshman here, Feldman, Giog, where do they end up going? Do they get slotted in the open division, which is obviously more competitive, or they go on freshman for their first collegiate test? I think I think it'll be a mixed bag. I think some will and some won't. I this is gonna this is such an interesting year tactically because you can't just send guys to opens to get matches anymore. You have to think about this is one of mm-hmm. one of five dates mm-hmm. and um, one, I'm going to be very curious to see the size of some of these brackets, especially that freshman sophomore division, because I think coaches, for one, they used to use open tournaments to just send, like if the team was was away dueling somewhere, then they would, you know, just send the guys unattached. They didn't have to have a coach in the corner, all that type of stuff. Right now they do, right, and now they have to pay their way, and that's gonna that's gonna put stress on budgets. It's gonna put stress on coaches' travel. And so I think the freshman sophomore brackets are going to be much smaller than I don't know how much, but significantly smaller than than we've seen them in the past. And if I'm a coach and I'm trying to evaluate a guy that could potentially go in year one, I, I feel like I need to send him to the, the open division. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you kind of know where your guys are too. If you're like, if it's like hey, he's probably not ready, I think you err on the side of caution early on. But for like a Mendez. Probably open will will make more sense, but yeah, we'll see. Um, speaking of Mendez, John Kozak already already has a preview on this type site for the Michigan State Open, and I if, doubt it. if if Mendez and Buzakis go at one thirty three, which I believe they will in mm-hmm. the open division, check out. I mean, they could see number five Lucas Bird, mm-hmm. number six Dylan Ragason, number nine Rayvon Foley, Wyatt Henson, potentially making making his debut for Oklahoma. Um, that's a pretty tough, pretty tough bracket. Yeah, uh, imagine if um, the the real the goat of the Michigan State Open last year, um, Anthony Magical. Yeah, and if he shows up, <laughs> yeah, remember he opened his season 
let me let me remember. He beat Anthony Madrigal. Opened his season beating Lucas Bird, Dylan Raggison, Rayvon Foley. And That's literally the top three guys in this bracket. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Um, I think they are slated to come, but I, yeah, I don't think he'll be there. So. Yeah, 133 will be crazy at the Michigan State Open, no doubt. Um, there'll be probably some other really competitive weights there, but that's going to be a crazy tournament. Southeast Open is no joke either. Um, pull up that school list real quick. Um, VT, UNC, UVA, West Virginia, shout out to the Fighting Bradkeys, Columbia, App State, Davidson, VMI, Citadel. So it could be some tough ones. 25. Would like to see Killian Cardinal in there against, you know, Tech's got two viable 25-pounders. Um, UNC will be solid there. I think McCormick's still there for UVA at 25, so some, some solid guys there. You know what's the real opportunity at 125? Mm -mm. Killian Cardinal, Caleb Smith. We could, oh, my god! We could finally see, finally get a definitive. This, this is, <laughs> listen. <laughs> eh. That Caleb Smith being ranked in front of Killian Cardinal is just audacious, and I'll just leave it at that. That's my opinion. I'm not the ultimate decider, obviously. But, but hopefully we get that match, and then we can just put it to bed, you know? I mean, I don't know why. The resumes are already clear to me. I don't know why this would be any uh, would solidify it anymore. Yeah. Um, but I digress. Yeah. I'm excited for that match. I'm excited for that match. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Um John Milner will be in the mix. I don't know who could test him at at the very oh, Caleb Smith or Caleb Henson. Uh, uh, John Milner is a potential match for that's that's a test for a freshman for sure. I mean, a guy like Milner, his top work that's yeah. that's going to be a, a toughie. Well, I want to know where Zach Sherman is this year. Well, yes, uh, if he's there, I was going to say him, but also um, really excited for Lachlan McNeil. Have an mm -hmm. idea like what what Zach Sherman is. Lachlan at 141, really exciting prospect for UNC. You know who else, that 141 bracket oh, could be interesting because Jordan Titus, yes, yes, Titus Lachlan, a little true freshman showdown. Yeah, that would um, be fun. A couple of the new new faces for West Virginia that are going to have some good tests here. One is Jordan Titus, but then also Sam Hillegas. Uh, oh yeah, 49. You know so. Um, Forgot about Hilligus. Mm -hmm. I would like to see. He'll have some really. I mean, he'll have some good tests here. Potentially, Verclaren, Zach Sherman, John Milner at forty nine. Those are all really tough guys. But if Hilligus can can beat or or even get close to beating one of those, then yeah. And honestly, Henson, you know. Henson, yeah. Uh, with for West Virginia at sixty five, uh, Peyton would. Not sure what sixty. So like Tech, I think is it's probably gonna be Connor Brady at sixty five for them this year. Okay. Um, with Andonian going up, um, trying to think. Yeah, that could be. Russell Stat has Paul. Drew Drew Nicholson listed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it might be him. He's he transferred from uh, UTC. Okay. Yep, they like him a lot too. So it could be him. Good call there. Dude, O'Connor Andonian though. How about oh, that? No way that happens. Why? I don't know. Why not? Well, one, Austin O'Connor's had knee surgery. Well, that's a good reason for it not to happen. I mean, a long time ago, but... Maybe he's maybe he's ready. Man, I... <laughs> Something tells me they're probably going to hold him out of the Southeast Open first weekend for their national champ. But, especially when 
I mean, there's a lot of ACC teams at this tournament. Yeah. I think you'll get them at some point. Um, did they catch up with Austin when uh, Kyle and I, Andy went I there? I haven't had a chance to look through all that stuff. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to go back and look. we got to go back and look. I'm going to look it up. There's too much content on our website, David. I know. Yeah, we... Uh, what kind of operation are you running? We had... We had... Uh, Andy Hamilton and Kyle Klingman at, in the North Carolina room and in the NC State room last week. Um, so, yeah, really cool stuff. Well, they, they use the thumbnail of Austin O'Connor for the, for the collection. So Speaking be- of um, NC State and freshmen and stuff, do we think we see Arrington at 49 this year for the Wolfpack? Yeah, and, and maybe assess his readiness coming out. Um. There are moments where Jackson Arrington looks 100% ready to compete mm-hmm. at the NCAA level, and then there are matches uh, where he he just I don't know just kind of makes you wonder. Like he he looked he looked really good a lot of the year, um, but then you know against like Joe Seeley against Meyer Shapiro, he kind of I don't know he just he just looked. Like he was not quite ready. Um, he had a great series with Hunter Garvin. Mm-hmm. He b- beat him at who's number one, and then lost at the Pittsburgh Wrestling Classic. So I, I think he, I think he could be ready. But he, he reminds me, readiness wise, not style wise, but readiness wise of like Ed Scott. His, oh, really? His freshman year, like, like Ed. There's times where you're like, oh, this guy can go right now, and then, yeah. and then you know, Ed between his true freshman year and his redshirt freshman year made massive gains. And I, I think we may see, see a similar trajectory with Arrington. Yeah. The, the factors that could help you see him in the lineup. One, they, I'm sure they'll use him all five of his dates Two, They, they don't have what looks to be a great option there at, at 149 um, compared to the normal standard at, at NC state. But that's a team that, they have surprises. Yeah, you know, no one, no one saw Trumbull beating Bonacorsi his true freshman year. So he always got something cooking up there in Raleigh. You know who else I'd keep an eye on at 149 for NC State is Fen Solomon. Okay, because he he's got the he's got the the top work and the scrambling mm. that that is potentially going to be D1 ready. But like that's that's a, a pair of guys coming in at the same weight that that like NC State does this all the time. Yeah. Where those are two NC qualifier level recruits at the same weight and they both know it and they're both gonna you know they know they're gonna mm-hmm. compete for it and they're they're okay with that and they're they're friends you know they're they both pa guys super tough ben solomon his senior year compared to errington's was not as notable not as good but but just skill wise like i think that guy i think that guy's gonna improve a ton in the nc state room i think he is like a really good template for an nc state wrestler and um i'm gonna be really curious because if he if he grinds out like a couple one takedown matches against ncaa qualifiers and stuff i that wouldn't surprise me one bit a couple of comments and questions from the chat from cody pevler do you see any 49 pounders down uh going down looking at the landscape of 41 guys like love it ridge love it that is or austin gomez that were smaller i don't think so um particularly for those two Ridge is, is, you know, one, he had great success at 149. Two, I think Brock Hardy will be there, 41-pounder. And similarly for Wisconsin, they've got Zargo at 41, so I don't see them swapping. And, yeah, Gomez had his, I would say, probably his best season he'd, he'd had, right? Oh, for sure. So I don't think you mess with that, and plus with the lineup fit. 
And then Ted uh, Carrera says, again, 157 in the ACC. O'Connor, Antonian, Scott, Casto, Keating. Like, that is that is super tough because you've got – man, can you say you got three title contenders in there? I mean, you, you, you can talk about how Ed Scott's season finished and say, okay, yeah, maybe not. But you, if you look at the totality of it and the guys he's beaten, mm-hmm. he was the four seed and then he had the um, – Forget who he lost to early, and then he had the Rob loss in the, the in the round of twelve where he got rolled through on that cradle real fast pin call. Mm-hmm. He's great. O'Connor is a national champion. He is in the title conversation very obviously. Andonian, you know, is obviously a title contender in his own right. Yeah. Um, and Ed Scott beat Quincy Monday, who's going to be the number one ranked guy. Mm-hmm. So. It's a crazy, crazy weight class. What do you get? What are the What are the chances that Dejan Casto beats one of those three this year before the end of the season? I have a hard time with that. I have a hard time predicting that the Dejan would do that. I do think he's gonna. Um, and, and nothing against Citadel, but Pitt is just a better wrestling program with better partners for him. Um, he's a beast. He yeah. he really opened a lot of eyes. He literally beat Austin O'Connor last year. Now. I think we all know that wasn't the, the Austin that won NCAs. Yeah. And I'm kind of gun to my head, kind of wonder if Austin, if he is healthy, is the guy to beat this year. I That's could, kind of where I'm I'm actually leaning at this point. But, you know, 157 is a different way. And healthy, he lost to Peyton Robb, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I do think there were some weird circumstances around that match even, potentially. But um, all that being said, Dijon beating one of those guys. No, I, I would say... I'd give him uh, a 30% chance at some point knocking off one of those dudes. Which is enough of a chance that you know, like, when Pitt comes to town, all these guys are going to be ready. Like, yes. they're going to, they know they have to because this dude is, like, yeah, you've got three, I think you're right, legit title contenders. And then you've got a literal giant slayer in the bracket. Like, the dude beat O'Connor already. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, you know, he stole the show round one in CAs, and, yep. like, that guy can. That guy can absolutely do it. Yeah, thirty percent. That's probably that seems fair to me too. But yeah. you got to watch he'll out. Have multiple cracks at those guys, right? He'll have them in duels and NC or and ACC. So, and any tournaments along the way as well. So looking forward to watching Casto. They were um, the pit crew. They they've got a couple transfers in there. The Heller brothers and, and Dijon and um, I think they call him Cheese. Cheese. I don't know if it's Cheese. Dang it. He's got a nickname. Okay. I, I think it might be cheese. All right. Dang it. Pit fans in the chat, do they call this man cheese? Tijon, you know what? Casto, cheese. Let me just see. Is it going to be good? Yeah. Yeah, look. I'm right. Cheese. I wonder why. Maybe he likes cheese. Could be a big cheese guy. Getting that cheddar. Maybe it's the NIL thing. Yeah, big cheese. Maybe Kraft got a hold of him. He's in the pocket of big cheese. He's in the pocket of big cheese. He's uh, so maybe he's gonna go up to sixty-five. Yeah, he's sponsored by Permani Brothers, just like um, uh, just like Cole Matthews. Look at that cheese, cheese. Look at him. He said, "Yeah, he's officially cheese." Look at this Permani Brothers uh, tweet. We just introduced the cheese lover sandwich, and now we're pleased to bring you more cheese content. Meet our newest Permani Brothers official athlete, pit wrestler Dijon Cheese Casto. Wow. Looking forward to Dijon's legendary season. But legendary, dairy is spelled like dairy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's a lot. Yeah. That's I bet a... you guys didn't expect to learn that today, did you? That's a dairy man. 
Yeah, this guy loves it. He loves the cheese. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're all over this. Yeah, everyone knows. Everyone knows about the cheese. Cheese Casto. All right. So, yeah. There's a 100% chance his nickname's Cheese. There's a 30% chance he knocks off one of those guys. All right. According to me. That's oh, the quant division. That's the, there's the quant division. Uh, as as uh, asked for by Ben. Ben, I don't know if he's mentioned. I guess he did sort of mention. His book is coming out Tuesday. Yeah. Next next week, Tuesday. So he's it? he's probably in a Barnes & Noble right now with a really tall turtleneck on just reading reading the <laughs> people. That'd be my guess. I think, I don't know what he's worn more, more recently, a hat or a turtleneck. <laughs> if you're not a published author, I think you have to get a turtleneck. Listen, this Ben is... Um, he mocks convention. I would know? like. I would like to see him in a turtleneck. I'd like to see him in a turtleneck. Um, I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm gonna text him right now and ask him, "What did you wear more recently?" While you're texting, I'll, I'll fill some time. Yeah, and fill let some people time. Know. Hey, we have uh, another great piece of content by our guy John Kozak on the site. It is a D1 wrestle off tracker. So we've got the, the dates for all of the D1 wrestle offs, which are happening soon. North Carolina kicks off tomorrow night uh, uh, at 7 p.m., and that's Eastern Standard Time. So UNC uh, going to go down tomorrow night, which is awesome. Um, Campbell already happened on October 8th. They just they just got it got it going before, like, the first official day of practice. Um, so <laughs> Let's get these out of the way. So they got that out of the way. But, but yeah, North Carolina coming up this week, uh, Chattanooga this week, Citadel this week. Iowa State has – like a couple different rounds, they have prelims, and then they'll eventually have more. So their prelims are are this weekend on uh, on Saturday. So yeah, some rest offs already happening this week, and um, don't you know if you can follow those, get a hold of them. I love rest off trackers. Um, okay, so we'll be keeping an eye on that. Where were we? Oh, that was Southeast Open, which got to ACC talk, cheese, mm-hmm. turtlenecks. And now the the question's out there. We'll see if Ben is eyeing his phone um, or not. Yeah. He's probably signing up. Clarion Open's typically juicy. Who's going to that? I bet Clarion. I have a a strong feeling that Sometimes Penn State will send some dudes. Uh, They're not listed. Uh, Purdue, Pitt, Navy, Kent State, Edinburgh. Pittsburgh. You said Pitt. Yep. Pitt and Pittsburgh. Both either. Yeah. Edinburgh. Uh, let's see. So I, you know, Matt Ramos. I think that's a guy that that a lot of people are thinking could be on the podium this mm-hmm. year. How good does he look? Uh, last year, the 125 bracket. Ramos versus uh, Mickey Philippi potentially. Well, Ramos is 25, right? Oh yeah, I guess you're right. So why did I think he was a 33? He used to be. That's why. Was I said was I said was. Um, but but so. 125, I don't know if you remember last year, Clarion Open, 125 was like all the fireworks. I can't remember who it was that beat – no, Joey Fisher beat beat somebody from uh, – who did he beat? Man, do you remember this? Like there, there were like guys yelling at each other, flexing on each other, and then Joey Fisher got beat in the next round he got flexed on. It was, it was great. It was just keep your eyes on Joey Fisher. Who's Joey Fisher? Joey Fisher, he wrestles for Clarion. Um was okay. he a qualifier last year? So, all right, we had Luke Werner. Was I don't know if he was involved because he was good. Fisher beat him. Yep. And then Bailey from Lehigh beat Fisher. And then Bailey beat Gage Curry 1-0. Okay. 
Anthony Noda lost to Curry at this one, but then Noda really he, he had a great um kind of finish to his season. I'm, he had like a gaudy record going into NCAAs, as I recall. Yeah. And then he beat Hildebrandt. Yeah. In a pretty crazy duel. And Lockhaven and Penn State, speaking of Hildebrandt, who is gone, now Robbie Howard. So it'll be Noto versus Howard. That's a good early test for Robbie. See where he's at. Hopefully he's fully healthy. Seems like he is. Yeah. And Noto's a, a, a good test for a guy like Robbie. So looking forward to that on November 11th. We're at the 11th day of November. Wow. Listen to all these topics. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be bananas. I On November 11th, I didn't even talk about the big daddy. That's Virginia Tech, Ohio State. Oh, yeah. That's happening Friday, November 11th at the Cavelli Center. Yeah. The house that Gas Tank Gary built. Yeah, he did. He really did. And he then he moved on. Then he was a foreman of a new crew mm-hmm. down in. Uh, what's he doing? Where's Gary Traub? Is he on staff anywhere? Someone should pick him up. Gary Traub wrestling. I, I want to know. Mm. Hey, when you're talking about that Clarion Open, um, yeah, if Penn State if Penn State does send guys, which you know sometimes it's been red shirts, it's been you know guys like that. I I would be interested in a guy like Levi Haynes, potentially you know what he looks like in a 157 bracket with Dejon Casto, Andrew Cerniglia, Kendall Coleman. I'd like to see Levi Haynes in that bracket. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you got to figure they they throw Haynes in some of these events to see to see where he's at exactly. Dude, he's I mean the guy beat Patty Gallagher last year. I think he's I, I think he's ready. I think he's probably their best option. Gallagher's another one I'm 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 excited to see see where he's at. Mm-hmm. Um, injuries kind of messed him up a little bit. It sounded like yeah. Now he's he's fully healthy. Uh not a lot of info here available for Gas Tank Gary. He is not happy with how the NFL is calling personal fouls for roughing the passer. Okay. I think we're all with you, Gary. But I don't know what he's doing otherwise. Um, oh, hey, you mentioned Patty Gallagher. Wanted to see where he is. He could see Will Luan at the Michigan State Open. Which, okay. You know, Luan doesn't always blow matches open, and so if it's if it's tied late or if it's close late, I mean, that could be an opportunity for for Patty. I don't. I wouldn't predict that to happen, but um, want to see it. Yes. Same here. Um, they're asking about the episode on Spotify. Is it on Spotify? Yeah, it should be. So, Smedium. I'm, I'm looking at it right check here. Check it out. On, We're look, on, he's on looking right at it. Just looks like it's good. It's there. It's there. Um, okay. So, Virginia Tech, Ohio State. Let's talk about this duel a little bit. We kind of um, – we won't get into it fully, but it's the best duel of November. I believe most competitive, star-studded. And I, just as I, as if you said it to me like a week ago, like Virginia Tech or Ohio State, I'm saying, man, it's a crazy close duel, very competitive. And then Ohio State matches up so well against um, Virginia Tech, where it's going to be really uphill for them um, to win this one. But there's a lot of winnable matches for the Hokies, starting at 125. Heinzelman is so established, um, but hasn't broken through yet. Virginia Tech will have two super hungry 25-pounders, uh, probably on multiple levels. Yeah, and that's, that's very true. <laughs> but it's going to be very competitive. Very true of most 25-pounders. Yes, hungry guys. They are, they are hungry indeed. And, you know, they're going to be guys that are looking to not just win a match for their team, but cement themselves as starters. And if you get a notch like Malik under your belt early on, that could 
set the stage for you to be the guy. And we're talking about Ventresca. We're talking about uh, Flynn for for the Hokies. Very close battle there between those two. And that's how it'll start. And then 33, if it's Mendez, and it's Mendez right away, Mendez-Latona is a crazy, crazy early November match. We're going to learn a lot about Mendez. We know, and really Latona too, because first real look, big test at 133. How's he look for his size? How does his top work look? Um, you know, he's good. He's really good on his feet. Can he ride someone like Mendez? Could the map be an issue there? Or is it just going to be a neutral battle? Um, which if it is, you would say, okay, Mendez is really going to be in this match. But Latona is extremely experienced. It'll be first home duel for, for Jesse, potentially if Jesse's the guy, which I'm like projecting that out. But I think Jesse's not only going to be the guy, I think he's going to have a really good season as well. Um, but a lot to be determined there. Yeah. Um, we, you, you got to talk to Latona when you were at Virginia Tech, did he? I mean, I, I listened to the interview. It was great. Uh, did you get a chance to see him in the room? And if so, how did he look? Big he, enough? I don't think he wrestled a, a match that day. They were doing match days that day. And I can't remember if he did. And if he did, he might have been wrestling when I was watching uh, another match. But I think by all reports, he's doing great and looking looking really strong right now. Um I wish I could recall if he did or didn't wrestle. But Andy Smith and uh, Dakota Howard wrestled at 197. I saw that match. Flynn and Ventresca wrestled. There were a couple good ones. And Makai was just kind of destroying. He looked great. Yeah. Uh, So 41 will be – we'll probably see D'Amelio versus, I think, Colin Girardi for Virginia Tech. Mm -hmm. I think he'll probably be the guy. Although watching Crook in the room for Virginia Tech, I'm super impressed with that guy. It's a name you're going to want to – Remember? Yeah, I heard it in Latona's interview. He said he goes a lot with Crook, and he said mm-hmm. that guy's, like, legit. I like him a lot. I, there, there's a lot to work with there. He's going to be good. 49, I mean, tough. I mean, this this November for Caleb Henson could be brutal. I mean, re- really competitive. And Sammy Sassos is, uh, I mean, goes without saying. That's a tough, tough test for a freshman. Then 57, Gallagher Andonian. Um, this is one where... Obviously, Virginia Tech's a favorite here. Huge opportunity for for Gallagher, but you got to think: can can Andonian push for bonus points? Can he catch him in an exchange or in a throw or cradle and put Gallagher away? I don't know. Yeah, it's bir- these you are don't two, have to teach birds how to fly. T- yeah, they just fly. Two St. Ed's guys, right? Mm, Gallagher's St. Ed's, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they probably they've definitely like scrapped together. It's interesting because I feel like uh, Gallagher was like big man. Uh, He's younger, obviously, than, than Bryce, but Gallagher like maybe had a lot more ballyhoo about him coming out of high school than, than Bryce did. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Sometimes like you know these guys that look like they're college maturity while they're mm-hmm. still in high school, like there's I don't know, there's a different level of um, hype around them. And Andonian, yeah, he, he's he's still kind of got a little bit of a baby face to him or whatever. But mm-hmm. they, yeah, both excellent. I don't know, but you're yeah. right. I mean, more hype around Gallagher for sure. Yeah. 65, uh, Carson, and we're going to start saying it, Harchla, Harchla. Yeah, he pronounced his own name on the Ohio State website. Which is a great service. It is a good and service. And I think you should all do that. Um, it can end a lot of Twitter debates. Carter Storacci had one raging about him for quite a quite mm-hmm. a period of time. Well, he he didn't help because he kind of he kind of changed his mind. Well, and that's his prerogative. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's Harchla, the K. Forget the K. Ignore the K. It's I not there. It. It's 
Harshlaw. He'll be a big favorite over um, Nicholson or um, Brady. If it's Brady, 74 Makai is a favorite over Ethan Smith, but you don't expect any bonus points there for your big dog. Mm-hmm. And then uh, brings us to 84. This is a winnable match for Virginia Tech, but you probably favor uh, Caleb Romero here. Yeah. Hey, you want to know what's crazy? Um, Makai Lewis, Ethan Smith, WrestleStat does those comparisons. Mm-hmm. And obviously, so Makai beat him once, but then they have their record against common opponents. Makai Lewis's record against opponents that he shares with Ethan Smith is 12 and 2. Ethan Smith's record against common opponents, 3 and 13. Mm. That is that is startling. Stark. I would not have expected that, actually. No, I figured they'd have similar records against opponents, but yeah, that's crazy. impressive. Um, okay, and then 84 Romero. Versus Bolin, we mentioned that one. How did Bolin like? What's what's the word around Bolin in the room? Oh, what were they saying about him? Um, they they were sort of nondescript about his struggles last year. Hmm. I think it was it wasn't like injury. He has a hard time being big enough. Is a hard really? yeah. He looks big, but he does look big. Not, yeah. But I think he can, in the rigor of work, become a little little undersized there. 97, Hoffman will be a favorite over Andy Smith or Dakota Howard. And then heavyweight, Orndorff, probably a favorite over Katka. This is a big test for Katka. Mm-hmm. And they're excited about him. He was a big recruit. But Orndorff's so established. So excited for that one. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that'll be – that's going to be a really fun duel. That's, yeah. You know, I don't know. Iowa State, Wisconsin's good, but that's probably the best best one oh, of the yeah. first two weeks of the year for no, sure. No question. Uh, and then Oklahoma State Lehigh's not going to be bad. We mentioned Lock Haven, Penn State, and really that that twenty five match is probably the marquee one there. Um, that'll be that'll be exciting. Oklahoma State Lehigh is going to be a very very competitive duel. I was looking at this kind of the dual matchup, and I think it'll probably come down to heavyweight if they start at twenty five. Of course, yeah. Um, Lehigh, dude, Lehigh has a really tough home schedule because they start with Oregon State the week before. Yeah, they're no joke, obviously. Then then they go uh, Oklahoma State and then Penn State. Well, no, they wrestle Oklahoma actually the same day they wrestle Oklahoma State. And then they have Penn State coming to town uh, not long after. Yeah. Pitt also. I mean, they're, yeah, Arizona State's coming to town. It's a great schedule. Live on flow. Live on flow. Uh. Yeah, so you'll have Lane versus Mastro there, Fix, McGonagall, Carter Young, Malik Hines is fun. G Feller, Manzona, Bryant uh, will be cool also. And an uh, interesting thing is, like, uh, you know, does Voinovich have to spend a year on the bench now with G coming back? Um, not something I saw coming. Uh, Humphreys, Wyatt Sheets, probably a tough matchup for Wyatt. Humphreys is a savage. It is hard to believe that of the two, only one of them is an All-American, and it's Wyatt Sheets. Yeah, that is tough. Um, Brian Meyer, Jalen Harper will be the 65 for Oklahoma State, I guess. I don't know. I think that could be some – we could see a lot of different guys there. Mm -hmm. Plot, Jake Logan, Whitlake, Tate Samuelson, who I had to be reminded is not on Wyoming but on Lehigh now. Yeah. Um, Weird situation there. Beard. Good to see him. He's uh, another transfer for the for the Mountain Hawks. So in back to back weeks, Tate Samuelson, who's their you know their eighty four transfer, he'll have 
uh, when they wrestle Oregon State, Trey Munoz, no easy task. He's 0-2 against Munoz. Mm-hmm. And then Travis Whitlake. So he's he's getting his uh, he's gonna get his money's worth in that transfer. Keegan Moore and then Aaron Brooks. Jeez. So that's all dudes. Yeah. So it could be a rough uh, could be a November to remember or forget. Yeah. Uh Beard Serber, uh, and then Doucette, Nathan. Do do we think Doucette's gonna be the heavy for Oklahoma State? I uh, thought I heard a different name. Yeah. Hmm. But Serber yeah, I don't remember. So I yeah, definitely heard Serber's going down. Yeah. Um That's what I heard. I yeah, I'm a little surprised that with Whitlake going up to eighty four that they didn't try to keep Serber up and, and work Kyle Haas in in ninety seven, but um I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Another great duel coming up. We're only on. Um, we're not going to get very far, I guess. But we're Nebraska, NC State, which the number one match for me, and I think most, will be Ed Scott, Peyton, Rob. That rematch from the pinfall earlier in the year. Um, I don't know who I favor. I mean, Rob. Rob. It wasn't just the cradle for Rob. Yeah. He he was up otherwise too, so mm-hmm. that can't that can't be discounted. In that, as you talk about the pin call, you got to remember he was he was up by a decent amount of points, like two or three. Um, so yeah, that that'll be a big test. Where does this duel taking place? Um, hmm. Last, let's see. Good question. I think it's. I want to say it's at NC State, but it could be. Uh, it's one of the places it could be definitely. Okay. Yeah, I don't know for sure. I'll look it up fast. Um, yeah, this is going to be uh, – this is this is one of those duels where I really wonder if we see, you know, if we see any of these NC State like freshmen. Like an Arrington. Like Ar- – is yeah, do, do they throw Arrington out against Ridge Lovett? Um, uh, this is in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, this match. Oh. So. Well. 0 for 3. I would not have – I would not have guessed that. This is the Brian, Brian Snyder homecoming tour. That's cool. But, yeah, like do they throw do they throw anybody out there? Uh, or do they throw, you know, Finn Solomon or, or Arrington out against Ridge Lovett? That's a very tough early test if they do, but would love to see it. Um, I don't know. There's some other weights where they could – I mean, you know, they have uh, – WrestleStat has Donald Cates listed, but I wonder how ready um, Derek Fields is at 165. Mm-hmm. Like do they think about him? Uh, I, yeah, I also – I yeah, I think they're going to go highly trumble. And I don't think they're going to use, you know, I don't think they're going to use Chase Horn at heavyweight just yet. I don't think they're going to use Dylan Fish back at 97 just yet. But we could see a freshman maybe at 49. Ben has responded. What's the turtleneck situation? Yeah. Uh, so the question was, what have you worn more recently, a hat or a turtleneck? He said hat because I never, ever wore a turtleneck. <laughs> Would have been a winter hat, though. I kind of want to call BS on that. Never a turtleneck? You never wore a turtleneck, Ben, because... Your, your mom never put you and your brother exa- in a matching green turtleneck for Christmas? Or even just like a turtleneck is just uh, practically a smart thing to wear in the outdoors. You, he grew up in Wisconsin. Yeah. You need a turtleneck. I think think we need to talk to his mom. I think he's trying to pretend he's never wore a turtleneck so he can be a tough guy, so we think he's tough. Yeah. He has a he struggles a lot he's with his to, confidence. He's yet to prove that. He's yet um, to prove it. That yeah, the turtleneck. I mean, I think that he look. He's he's roughly the same age as us, so he he's a, he's of the turtleneck era. In a family picture, he certainly has worn a, a turtleneck. Yeah, I definitely have. 
Yeah, not Obvi- by choice. Obviously, not by choice. Not by choice. You get the, you put the long turtleneck on, sweater on top of that. Oh, you're, just, you're just you're just it's like your parents want you cutting weight. It's, it's the original sauna suit. <laughs> it's brutal. The picture day <laughs> turtleneck sweater combo is like just as effective as a sauna suit. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking this is this is not the case. And uh, never. I mean, come on. Never. I mean, if he said never by choice, all right. Yeah. Well, who has? But. Well, I could tell you who has. Jeff Jordan. Yeah. That man loves turtlenecks. He loves them. Steve Jobs. Remember, remember Steve when Jobs. the remember when the coolest thing that you that you know the cool like uh, way to, to to look a little less formal was was the mock turtleneck. Remember? The, oh yeah. Remember had some of those too, brother. We had, dude. We we wore we had a uh, on on dual meet days we had a mock turtleneck with our school logo on it we'd wear a dark blue mock fire mock turtleneck is like you're gonna yeah as you're gonna look professional mock turtleneck yeah i i almost forgot about like you gotta dress up on like match days and stuff mm-hmm. we had to do that um no mock turtlenecks though yeah well we weren't that we weren't that cosmopolitan at buffalo gap yeah well. as you can recall there were a, a lot of my teammates who had a <laughs> had like <laughs> uh, they found these ties that uh, found I don't purchase these ties with like deer and like <laughs> camo. Yeah, I re- yeah. There was a period where you know my mom would want us to dress up, and every year we had to buy like a night, like a night, like a shirt and tie combo. And so our our little form of rebellion was like get the ones with like the Looney Tunes on them, or get the ones with like the cartoon characters. I don't yeah. know Yosemite Sam or something. You know, bad boys. So um, yeah. Okay. Well, now he said, not to my recollection. Maybe before I have active memories of what I wore every day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we put this to bed. We know you guys have been asking this for for years now. Um, wait. What's he got? Oh, oh. That's, that's pretty close. Is that a turtleneck? So let's pull this in for the people. That looks like a warm up jacket, but it's a turtleneck style. Man, if you could have photoshopped the zipper out, I think this is. It it has the uh, the function of a turtleneck. Yeah, but I would not say if someone said, "Is this a turtleneck?" I would say no, not quite. Because by by that logic, your jacket is also a turtleneck. Could be. Let's see. Let's see. Let's let's, let's go let's full turtle. Um, but he's never. Yeah, that's a turtleneck. Yeah. Because now you can't see the zipper. Where is the zipper? I don't know. Where is it? But you can on Ben's. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it could be a weird necklace poking out. Yeah, it could be. Okay. Um, I wonder if you ever wore a puka shell necklace. I, listen, I've been there. <laughs> I just started, like, spamming him with questions of random things. Um, Dude, the puka shell necklace was so cool, man. They were. I obviously had one. Yep. Um, Tracy Powell's not big on necklaces. Yeah, yeah. They are for, they're, quote, for girls only, according to him. But Hey, listen, tell that to... Tell that to the entire Major League Baseball. That's right. And my son. Yeah. Who now wears a, a necklace every day. Um. Anyway, okay, keeping it moving. North. That was Nebraska, NC State. Rob Scott. That's the big one there. But gonna be a competitive dual meet, no doubt about it. I'm trying to think of the other ones. Uh, Jacob Camacho eyeing second semester for return. He had surgery, knee surgery. I want to say. So he'll be out. Until second semester, that he said that's his plan. So, geez, they still got Trombley to throw in there, though, huh? Yeah, they got. Man. The, Coach Papalizio always has some serious depth. Um, Boo Dryden will be in the mix. Forgot about him. Stop forgetting, he's yeah, there. That's right. He yeah, he could play. 
could play power forward or wrestle 133. He could, and that's why his scholarship money goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack uh, Ryan Jack versus Brock Hardy at 41. That's an exciting bout for sure. Yeah, what's Brock Hardy gonna <clears throat> gonna do? That's I have no idea. So I want to know. Because what happened last year um, with him? Let's look mm-hmm. that up. He was five and zero, undefeated. Mm-hmm. Watch out, Kale. Um, let me see if I can find this season. Let's see. He, Ethan Ethan Turner of Missouri was. Um, yeah, he did not face a, a murderer's row, but he dominated the Missouri Valley Open. Yeah, but I wonder. They just must have redshirted him that year. Yeah, yeah. So, um, twenty twenty one season. Looks like he was five three. Man, look at this. His his wrestle stat goes back to twenty nineteen somehow. But remember, he he graduated probably before then too because he did a LDS mission. Yeah. Um, Brock Hardy. So he was in twenty twenty one. He was five and three. Who were his losses? Drew Sharonbrock, Yaya Thomas, Max Murin. So he did get some tough competition that yes. year. Four and one against Yaya. Six and two against Murin. Six to two against Murin. Uh, you're in so interesting so he do 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 i'm trying to find it he was born in 2000 so he's 20 april of 2000 so he's 22 i'm trying to find when he graduated high school or nebraska box elder graduated in 2018 okay so he's class of 2018 did the two-year lds in rio de janeiro beautiful beautiful not safe no not safe Okay. Any other interesting matches in that in that dual meet? You got to be getting excited for the season. I'm, su- I'm ba- super excited. Based on this, this is like two weeks, dude. This, yeah, this is this is awesome. And this is obviously not exhaustive of all the other. There's probably with for everything I'm mentioning, there's probably ten notable things that are going to happen at other events that aren't even getting a mention. Yeah. Um, no, I think those are those are probably the big matches in that duel. But but I see. Next one on the list, Iowa State Cal Baptist, or Iowa Cal Baptist. Um, I, Cal Baptist is going to both Iowa and Iowa State, I think. And uh, Mitchell Mesenbrink, what's he going to look like? I know, I'm very excited for that. Um, all the Mesenbrink. Do they use him? Do they use his five days. Does he redshirt? How does that work? At a minimum, they got to use his five days, right? Yeah, I'm I mean, sure. And and I think as well use him in the biggest duels you have. One of them's got to be Carver Hawkeye Arena. Um, <laughs> what 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 happens like? Do, According to the schedule, so does Cal Baptist, do they wrestle Iowa and Iowa State on the same day? Um, and if so, does that count as one event or is that, mm. is that two? Oh, no, they're, they're back-to-back days. So it would be two. So it would be two. I, I would not want to use two on that trip. I would use, want to use one, and I'd mm-hmm. want to use it in Carver. Yeah. Um, and then I'd want to use one at CKLV. Oh, yeah. Definitely that. For sure. Um. So, yeah, I don't know, but what's he gonna look like? I think that guy this year is gonna is gonna do more for bringing attention to that program than any anybody else or anything yep. else that that they can do. For sure, that's the case. Um, very much looking forward to that. Joe Caprino says, "I for sure pop that I me Christian Piles pop my collar wrong again, Joe." He got dunked on yesterday by Ben. Wrong, Joe. He popped three collars at the same time. Did you remember that? Oh, my gosh. What a stupid. <laughs> People used yeah. to wear, like, three polo I was, shirts. I was not very uh, fashion forward 
Um, I never wore multiple polo shirts at the same time. Yeah, just time. one polo with the collar down. Yeah, I didn't As pop, the Lord intended. I didn't pop that collar. I wasn't like this guy. I didn't pop the collar. I didn't frost the tips. Yours are, yours are already, you know, you've got enough flair in your hair. Yeah, my hair's. Yeah, I've never dyed my hair. Oh, never? Oh, we definitely bleached no. our hair for qualifying for state and stuff back in the day. No. See, you would have to qualify for states to do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> See, these are the things. These are the problems I never encountered. Um, that was like a part of the ritual. You know, you qualify. I like it. Everybody goes over to somebody. You go over to somebody's house. You know, you bleach your hair, probably stain the, somebody's mom's couch on accident. You know, for a, for a redhead, it's probably not that crazy of a of a of a shift as no. for like someone with uh, hair like because you think about Bo Nickel, yeah, big bleach his hair guy, but but it wasn't like so like wow yeah. drastic when he did it. We had a couple of Hawaiian brothers on our team. It was always a little tough for the it would just turn orange and then they would yeah. try to do it again to get it lighter. Um, but yeah, it was pretty drastic for yeah. those guys. Keith Gothard wants to know if I'm pushing P. We both are. Oh, yeah. On the daily. Isn't that right, Tyler? Our producer loves that song. Yeah. And that philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> there was, yeah. There was a period where maybe we were talking about pushing P a little too much. But, yeah. But that, but that, that, was that, didn't, right. that didn't mean we stopped pushing it. We stopped pu- we, are, we continue to push it, but it's more subtle, mm-hmm. which I think is wise. Um, okay. So that was something. That was pushing P. And that was pushing P. Uh, Arizona State Rutgers. What is going to be good in that duel? Rutgers has a really fun squad this year. Um, very deep team. Let me pull this one up. Rutgers. Rutgers got to be excited. I just saw a post from JoJo Aragona retiring from wrestling. Really? He was at Campbell. He was at Campbell. Um, and now he is not. Or maybe he's still there, but he's not wrestling anymore. Okay. That's a bummer. Um, Courtney versus Shaver. Likely Shaver, obviously uh, Peterson, Dean Peterson, mm-hmm. going to be vying for that spot. He's really good. I, I, Coach Goodale was like, Shaver's great, but Peterson is really freaking good. So who knows how that's going to transpire. Yeah. They like Heilman a lot um, at 33. He'll take on Kyle McGee, who's a tough guy. Vasquez versus Sammy Alvarez. That's a crazy match. This duel is fun. Yes. Tony White. Kyle Parco, a lot of hype around White coming into this year. I'm excited to watch him. What a start to this duel. Then Andrew Clark versus Ja'Cory Teamer. Well, like, no, Ja'Cory's hurt. Oh, yeah. So. Is that is that they put that out there? Yep. What'd yep. they say? I, they didn't, sp- nothing specific, but just that he's, he's not, you know, not planning to go right now. Okay. Can. Okay, Tony Negron, they're not going to make him cut down, are they? No, but this is where I I wonder about a guy like Michael Kilich, who's a recruit from Georgia, tough. Um, Do we start to see them look at him? Yeah. I think he he has a lot of upside and and, uh, has some really good moments in his senior year. So what does he do? Um, I would would like to see him in in a spot like this. Tony Negron, Connor O'Neill at 65. Uh, I'm excited for Tony. Him get some opportunities. He's tough. He, he he turned some heads last year. He had some real flashy moments for Penn State. Couldn't hold fifty seven long term, and that's a tough place to start. So want to see him Turley versus Kyle Valencia at seventy four. Mm, that's fun. That's a fun match. Turley's back. He was injured last year, I believe. Now he's back. Kyle Valencia still a lot of questions about him and what he's going to be for the Sun Devils. Brian Soldano, probably possibly. 
versus uh, Anthony Montalvo. That's very fun. Very fun. Um, the wrestle stat prediction is that Montalvo will tech him nineteen to zero. I don't think that's what's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the under. On yeah, that. I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take uh, Soldano plus plus uh, nineteen. So. Brian Soldano, I mean, the guy is the guy is unconventional. He's got a ton of power in, and he's also dangerous when you don't think a guy should be, like mm-hmm. when he's you know going across his back, things like that. Uh, I I'm very interested in what he looks like, and if he can if he can <clears throat> unlock even half the potential that that the Rutgers staff thinks he has, he's gonna like he's gonna blow up the rack on on a you know regular basis. Rack explosions everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, and this allows them. Um, to redshirt, oh, what's his name? Great, true freshman. He got he got fourth as a true freshman. The pause, the pause. John Posnanski, uh, likely going to redshirt him. And then Janzer's back in the mix at ninety-seven against Cordell Norfleet. That's a that's a match if Janzer's on. And then Boone McDermott versus Colton Schultz. That's a yikes situation. But but other than that, that's a great duel. That's a great duel. Great tool. WrestleStats has it twenty-eight to seven Arizona State. I kind of would take Rutgers at uh to to at to, plus twenty-one to narrow that. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. I think Arizona State's probably the, definitely the favorites in the duel. Yeah, but they're yeah, nasty. Rutgers is going to get a. I would I would think three or four of those matches. Where does this duel take place? That is that is the real thing, because the rack Rutgers wrestling schedule, pulling it up. Dan Seifring, he's, he's reaching out saying, it's a true freshman with no matches, which is why the prediction is 19-0. That's, that's the prediction. Match. But I, I think Dan Seifring, that's his personal prediction. That, that is Dan Seifring's personal. That is actually one of the few predictions in wrestling that says, signed, Dan Seifring. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. It's literally what's written. I'm just kidding. All right, where's that dual meet? It's at Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Okay, so no rack explosions hmm. during that duel. Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. That's... Okay, there must be something going on there. Because yeah, there's a lot. It's it's a it's a whole situation. Okay, there's cool. a bunch of duels going on there. Heck Liberty yeah. at a, at a high school gym, no less. Very cool. Liberty. Okay, that place will probably be packed. You would have to imagine a high school gym mm-hmm. should be filled up with wrestling fans, especially Rutgers ones. Mm-hmm. It being a pretty close drive for them. All right, so that's a great duel. Looking forward to that. Iowa State Cal Baptist. We already talked about. We want to see. We want to see Messenbrink in there. Maybe we stop for now. Yeah. My goodness. This is, we only got to the 12th of November. That's, that's two weeks. That's just two weeks that's of the season. two weeks. And I we didn't even finish. Oh, hold on. Let's finish the – are there any other ones? There's a Tiger-style invite is on the 12th. That's going to be cool. The Bison Open. Uh, the Cowboy Open. Yes. Which J.D. Raiders competed in. Did you ever compete in it? No. It has an no, open no. division. I could have gone. Dude, you could have gone. You so you could have warmed up in your Argentina jacket. They'd be like, "Dude, this guy's ready to go." All right. So, quick, quick, uh, Cowboy Open story about a guy that competed that shouldn't have been. This. So I can't remember what year it was. Like 2016, 17, 18, somewhere in there. This guy shows up like this big beard. He's in like full Carhartt coveralls, and he shows up like 15 minutes before weigh-ins, maybe 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. He go and he goes up to the head table. And he's like, he's having a wrestling tournament here today. There's 10 mats on the floor. It's very clear. And they're like, yeah. And he's In like, fact, we are. He's like, what well, can I? He's like, what do I got to do to register? And they're like, I don't know. It's 40 bucks. Just pay your entry fee. And he's like, all right, I'm going to run home and get my checkbook. So like, 
all right. But so the guy leaves. I'm like, this guy's not coming back. He comes back. Oh, yeah. He pays his entry fee, mm-hmm. goes and weighs in, weighs like 186. So he's not in 197. <laughs> and uh, so everyone's like, what? Who is this guy? Like, and you're not allowed. This this is before you could have facial hair. You're not allowed to have a beard. Oh, but he's got this big beard, and he's he starts warming up like from the moment he weighs in to, until his first match. And 197 it opens is often a small bracket, so his first match is not till like 11 a.m. Right. He's weighing in or he's warming up for like hours. Finally, his first match comes, and but before the first match, he doesn't have a headgear, so he's asking around, like, can I borrow a headgear? Can I borrow a headgear? And so this somebody, guy lived in Laramie. This guy lived in Laramie. Somebody on the Wyoming team gives him a headgear. That was nice. So he's got his headgear. He goes out. He has no singlet. He's wearing, like, long johns and, like, a wife beater tank top. Did we stream this event? Yes, we have. I can I can find these at some point if I can remember the guy's name. I needed – well, we know what bracket he was in. Yes. 197. Was that on is, Arena? It, I think it was in arena. 2016. It was. It was between 16, 17, 18, somewhere Damn, in there. I can't remember. Like I can't. I can't remember. But so, so he he goes out, um, just gets completely annihilated. No surprise. What? But oh, by the way, you know how people like carry around a, a gallon of water and they drink the water jug. He had a gallon of orange juice. <laughs> He's <was> drinking <laughs> orange yeah. juice. Do you know that it, it could have been Sunny Delight? Could have been Sunny D. So he just gets he gets waxed. Um, then after he loses, people start complaining to the refs. Like I got waxed, didn't get scurvy. Like the guy can't, the guy doesn't have, he, he has facial hair. He can't do that. He doesn't have a singlet. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. So they tell this guy, listen, the official tell him, look, you got to If you're going to wrestle again, you got to have a uniform and you got to shave. Mm-hmm. He does it. He does not. He's, he or goes he and shaves. He's got like a year's worth of growth on his beard. Oh my God. He goes back, shaves. This guy's about that life. Get borrows a singlet. One of the like, one of the like, athletic trainers or like a manager for the Wyoming team gave him like a twenty-year-old Wyoming singlet. So, Whoa. so he comes back for his consolation match, gets his singlet on, and uh, ends up getting completely destroyed. Again. Yeah, I can find it if if you give me give me a little bit of time here. I'm I'm gonna give it to you. I got I've got links pulled up. I'm trying to find it. One of the guys he wrestled was from uh, Montana State Northern. Um, okay, that's good to know. That's good. Yeah. That's a good data. I'm looking at the uh, what year is this? I think this is 2017. Uh, so here, amateur. He probably did he go in the elite or? Am- oh, he went elite, of course. <laughs> um, a- and and so then one of the coaches attached. No, he's not this year at least. One of the coaches from uh from from like one of the smaller schools told me that. I guess what happened was like the guy was at the bar the night before and some other coaches were there and he started getting kind of, he started getting kind of unruly and somebody told him, Hey, 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 like take it easy, man. If you want to prove how tough you are, come to the tournament tomorrow. He's right. And so the guy did that. And, uh, I'm looking for a 42nd fall somewhere in there. Cause I've, I'm certain that's the case. All right. Nothing. I don't think it was 2017. All right. Let me try. Hmm. 2016 was tough to find for the bracket, but man, yeah, that's an interesting thing, and I feel like Wyoming lends itself to the, those kind of shenanigans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna try to find it here. That should be a that should be a, that would be a good marketing point for pushing registration. Just <laughs> just the tough guys in the bars, like yes, make them uh, make them in and out. You, you seem like you got some potential, man. Yeah, you could really do this. Um, okay, let's see. Gonna fall. Montana State Northern ten one. No. 
I don't think it was 2018 either. Hold on, hold on. All right, we're on the hunt here. I'm going to see uh, where else we can go while we wait. We, we had this idea for like an NCAA team countdown. I don't know if we're going to get to it, but like kind of looking through the top 20 teams and talking through their lineup. Maybe we just do that. Yeah. Um, we got 15 minutes yet, and I haven't even forgot to look. Oh, while we're waiting there, um, oh, Tyler's, Tyler doesn't want to do the Bears with you. He wants to wait for Ben to come back. Smart. He says his reactions to the Bears will be good. So that's probably true. Yeah. Um, let us know if you want more wildlife talk because I'm, I'm down. Oh, yeah. We love the wildlife. Ray's got probably more uh, real-life stories than me. He's hunted uh, an armadillo, which I, can't, I a claim I can't make. Yeah. I love those stupid blind animals. <laughs> blind idiots. Uh, we're hiring for a producer for Flow Wrestling, according to what Tyler wrote. I cannot speak. I have not spoken to the manager of this department. So if this is not true, Tyler, that's my caveat. But I think it's true. We're hiring a producer, which is like not like what we do, but like what Tyler does and like the live production, like um, producing the events. Yeah. So if you want to do that and you have experience in live production, you should apply. And then you could... Uh, you could pull in like turtleneck pictures and like tell us about Fat Bear Week, except no, you're not really because this is Tyler's job. Yeah, no, you can't. So it'd be something else. Something else, but it'd probably be cool. Did I summarize it perfectly, Tyler? Oh yeah, perfectly. He said perfectly. Okay, so that's it. So you should look into it. Go to flowsports.tv and find the career section and apply for the job and. Um, I have nothing to do with that hiring process, but if you if I know you and I know you to be a quality person, I will put in a good word for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I don't, I will not because that's my credibility on the line. That's right. Okay. So we're going to do this countdown. I'm just going to start with our number 20 team, and we're working our way down. Yes. Number 20, University of North Carolina, which will have I, what I would describe as a, a pretty tough dual team with a couple guys that could make some noise and. At the tournament, 25, they have a transfer, I believe, with Jack Wagner. Spencer Moore, likely to redshirt. He wrestled as a true freshman, um, as we know. So, no, don't know what to expect from Wagner. And then at 33, Jamie Hernandez, probably. But maybe Joey Melendez. But Hernandez, definitely the more seasoned vet there. And then it gets, this is a really tough uh, threesome here between Lachlan McNeil, Zach Sherman, and Austin O'Connor. 41, 49, 57, respectively. A lot of their points could come from, from those three. Then 65 seemed pretty up in the air. Um, I forget. Uh, our man Kyle Kleeman got some quotes from Coach Scott. So I'll I'll pull up 165 real quick, who they're thinking there. Um, playing on redshirt and some guys so we can build for the future. Some young guys will make this a competitive way day in, day out. Guy who shows up. Uh, Kleeman thinks it'll be Mazzara. Joey Mazzara. 74, they got a beast in Clay Lout in a very tough weight class. Uh, Gavin Kane, 84, Max Shaw, who's been there, and, and 285, Brandon Whitman. So the questions I had I had for the kind of uniform questions are like, what is the max upside for this team? Like, what what's the best they could place at NCAAs? And best case scenario, you've got someone like uh, Sherman sneaks on the podium, O'Connor wins, Lout places top, Five, and maybe 
some combination of McNeil, Hernandez, Kane, sneak on. And then I think they could be pushing like top 10 potentially. How many AAs? feel like two is probably the number. You would say two and a half. Um, but weird things happen. Austin O'Connor didn't play last year. Injuries can happen. So I'd say the number is probably two and a half for UNC. Um, and this is an interesting one. Higher lower ranking than now than at the end of the year. Which I, I think higher because Austin can definitely climb the ranks 57 quickly. Um, so by the end of the year, if he wins, just that jump from where does he currently sit um, to, you know, he's number one, be much, much higher. Let me look here. I'm pulling in Austin O'Connor's ranking. Man, he's eighth right now. So he's earning eighth, eighth place points. So big jump there. We'll, we'll go a long way. Lout is currently ranked fifth behind Dustin Plott. Labriola and Mackay. This way is not as deep as I thought. It was just because it was so crazy last year with Kimmer, with Hydley. Um, there's probably some other guys. But now Nas is tough. You're, you're coming up empty, aren't you? You're not going to find him. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <gasps> we got him. I just oh, said, my gosh. I just sent Tyler. His name's Joel Fonte. Oh. And, uh, a Frenchman. And I just sent Tyler probably French a link to one of the matches, and I'm gonna. That's the. This is round of sixteen. And Made then, it to the round of sixteen. Well, that was yeah his first match, and then oh. and then I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up his consolation match as well because you'll see this. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Did he make the walk for his consolation match? I told you he had to shave. He had to get, borrow a singlet. That's that's more than you can say for for half the senior level at the U.S. Open. I'm gonna I'm gonna so, send Tyler the link to this. You know what? He may have went zero and two, but he showed true grit. The amazing thing. Um. Oh, JD Raider is is in our studio chat. He said he's familiar with him and has also seen him in the flesh. Joel Fonte. JD might have been there that year. This was 2015. It's a good thing JD's smaller. He might have had to tangle with Joel Fonte. <laughs> I think that would JD would not have minded. Um, Joel Fonte. Wait till you see what this guy's wearing in the first match compared <laughs> to the second match. It's just incredible. He changes his entire identity to just get waxed by he, college he wrestlers. Looks like yeah, he look in the first match. He's got yeah, like he's got no uniform. He's wearing literally like like I said, he's wearing long johns and a and a wife beater. Yeah, and uh, had to borrow a headgear. Then by the second one, he shaved himself. It, this was one of the more bizarre things I've ever seen in wrestling. Yeah. And after this ad, you're going to see it too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he lost two wrestlers from here. He oh, is. boy. Yeah, see I can already what? spot him. <laughs> can you tell what? His daughter was standing in front of the camera, and I had to, t- like, I'm like, hey, move her out of the way. Yeah. We're trying to we're trying to get some. Now, joke. listen. I love that you're on this mat. You're just there. I was calling the match. I was yeah. like, you're oh. like, I'm sitting on this one. It's like, you know what? You really called this match? Yes, of course. Dude, he took a shot. <laughs> yeah, but no. So this guy's wrestled before. I, I asked him no, that. No, I, I think he has. I asked him, no, listen, the commentary I remember in the second round match, I talked to him between matches, and so I was I was filling the people in. But he has wrestled. I right? said, yeah, I, I said. Uh, That's a tight cradle there, boy. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I said, how long is it? I asked him, how long has it been since you wrestled? And he said, a while. Okay. And then I said, I said, where did you used to wrestle? He's like, here and there. Oh my gosh, what a mysterious man. All right, so that's him. He slaps Matt. Oh, it's like, it. Oh, it. Shoot, next time. Hey, good job, buddy. What is he wearing? 
I it does kind of look like a singlet from oh so he's they're not long johns it's like a Tice, almost like compression no, yoga. They're not, they're not like compression. It's they're not like, a singlet. No, it's like it's like thermal. It's like oh, thermal yeah. material. It's not. This dude is a beast. He's got. The- I don't want to tangle with this guy. And then <laughs> I draw him first round. I'm nervous. Dude, I, I have never been to a tournament where like all these experienced wrestlers are just watching one person warm up. They're like, "What is this guy doing?" So he had a long warm up. Yeah, Joel Fonte. Um, and I kind of want to see like the transformation. Like uh, the second match is also the links in the chat too. Um, so I think we'll Joel Fonte. I'm not going to forget. JD that. said he personally watched him shave his beard in the bathroom. <laughs> so JD was at this tournament. I think everybody at this tournament watched him shave his beard in the bathroom because that's a lot of beard. And yeah, he he's had, probably there for. He a... had one blade. He had the single blade. Oh my gosh! He didn't have. He didn't bring his trimmers. He's. He just went straight for it. Yeah, hacking away. He, he had a borrowed razor blade. He asked the officials, like, do you? And there, because I guess the refs keep one in the kit he used to keep one in the kit in case like weigh-ins guys would have to shave or whatever so he's borrowing this has been used by who knows how many people this dude's bananas yeah wow completely nuts what a guy i can't wait to see the transformation too you know it looks it almost it's almost unrecognizable <laughs> yeah he, but he got a real he got a okay here it is he's got a oh. an old wyoming singlet yeah no okay. longer the beard <laughs> oh yeah man no beard oh my gosh joel fonte is about it and you can tell. Look at this stance, man. Oh, my gosh. Oh, there's that. Oh, there's commentary. Let's just. 10 to 42 seconds. The first round, but oh, he's trying something crazy. And he's back in his back. Cody Marquez of New Mexico Highlands is putting Fonte in some trouble. New Mexico like what? Highlands. Belly out before he gets in too much danger. So go back to the first round match that Fonte had. You'll notice a big difference between that match and this in that he had a gigantic unkempt beard in that match he was told you need to shave or leave he decided he was going to leave and then in the last second decided to shave he's got a good grasp on that leg there i like that that's so that's the before got body cradled david he didn't have a singlet in the last match borrowed a singlet didn't have a headgear borrowed a headgear if you're noticing the athletic supporter the cup that is his he brought that from home but here he is Athletic supporter. trying to make something happen. He's got Marquez on top of him, digging an arm on the other side. So he's in maybe a little bit of trouble and a little bit of pain. Oh, how's he going over? Did, he didn't back, even almost, have a turn. Almost, almost he didn't go over. Joel Fonte's not going over with that nonsense. You've got to be watching the video version of the show for Joel Fonte. Oh, this is not even a turn, but it's working. Some of my finest commentary work here. Honestly, I think I could be okay against Joel. He seems to lack the After very, last very last basic knowledge, Fonte, but you could tell he's done it before. He yeah. he told me Quote, here and there. Time. Sounds pretty accurate. Yeah. And then I asked him, where did you used to wrestle? And he told me, here and there. Wow, you really remember <laughs> this story. Yeah. He's in trouble. He's on his back. And Darn this it. Gonna end by you could tell the ref didn't want to have to do he's that. He's like, ah, sorry, Joel. This, this hurts you more than it hurts me, son. Lost a beard in the process. Gained a few supporters here in Wyoming. Oh, he really wants to shake the ref's hand. There goes Joel. <laughs> that was his. Wow. Wyoming Cowboy That's Open. That's the ultimate where are they now. I Do you think he's still uh, still in the in the greater Laramie area? Yeah, I bet he is. I bet he's got – he may – I don't know. He may – He may. Have. <laughs> I just couldn't turn the chat. Larry still goes, he needs to be on the show. Let's get – let's – hey, if you know Joel Fonte, yeah. if you can get us in touch with him, anybody out there listening that knows Joel – Get us in touch with him. We, we have we have uh, Werner Herzog before him, so he's got to wait in line. But yeah. 
after Herzog. Exhibition match in the All-Star Classic. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Who should – him versus Spey in an exhibition match. Spey, listen, Spey would work this guy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sion. Uh, Sion? I don't think Sion. Um, what about – um? gosh, our ultimate roofer. What's our man who's always entering? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, Eric Hinkley. Eric Hinkley. Eric Hinkley. I would like to see Hinkley Joel would, Fonte, Eric Hinkley. Hinkley would body Joel Fonte. Well, do you want to see it or not? I want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Man, what yeah. what an event. That that was wild. Yeah, I forgot about this. This is like – so you see a lot of roofers in the U.S. Opens and, and things like that, World Team Trials. Yeah. They want a shot at Burroughs. But it's very rare you see them test themselves amongst just the the, the college ranks. Yeah, um, I think this is as good a place as any to to call it a show, David. Hold on, Kozak may have just found. Oh boy, Joel Kozak can find anyone, anything. <laughs> He's got a Facebook page. Okay, let's give him some love. He's got a little business. Laramie Laramie Land Sculpting and Timber. Land sculpting. Sir, land sculpting. I'm not That's familiar different. with sculpting the land. Scaping, well, sure. Manscaping? Yeah. Um, yeah, Laramie Land Sculpting and Timber Services by Joel G.A. Fonte. Two, two middle names. G.A. Yeah. What do you think they are? Graduate assistant? Grand, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> GTA. <laughs> GTA Joel. Um, Larry says, I'll find this man if y'all agree to put him on the show. Uh, I know. I do get to screen Joel Fonte. Yeah. It's my show, Larry. Just just finding someone is, is not enough. And honestly, this is his story. At this point, you yeah. know, I don't, I, I don't know if we can add to it much. Yeah, I, I, I think it can. Almost, Joel Caprino says, uh, Joel, Pat Downey versus Joel Fonte, book it. Um, That's an injury waiting. To would happen. he, would he show up for that one? I don't know. I don't know. Joel would make the walk. Yeah, with Downey. That's the that's the real question. With Downey. Well, maybe we get. I mean, Downey, Downey may be hitting up some college opens here. So yeah. maybe we just throw Do- Joel in the bracket. Doctor Downey to you. Not yet. It's, it's soon, soon to be. Basically. It's inevitable. It's inevitable that this man will be a doctor. Um, okay. That's the show. If you're in the greater Laramie area and you need your land sculpted, mm-hmm. check out our man Joel Fonte. I hope it's Fonte. Yeah, it could be That's something That's what we've been going with. F-O-N-T-E. And there we go. This is like the Weekend Vibes song that Tyler's chosen. Mm-hmm. It, it gets me right. <laughs> Does Fonte get a weapon? No weapons. <laughs> um... But he does have some heavy equipment, seemingly. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back Monday. I'm so used to saying we'll be back Tuesday, but we won't. See you next Monday. Be here Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, see you next Monday. <laughs> well, hope you have a good weekend. I don't know what's happening. U23s is what's happening. Would you freaking watch? Since we sent Spay and Raider across the globe. To bring you guys this content. The least you guys could do is watch. My goodness. All right. Thank you guys so much. See you Monday. Goodbye.